0: Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Long, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode.
1: back to Value Adds Value, the podcast where we help you become the teacher your kids deserve. Now, um wanted to give a little um, front load of what this podcast is. So Wilkie and I have a meeting Three or four times a week to talk about various things, the projects we're working on, the podcast, and um, we've been talking a lot recently about his dissertation. And um, for those of you that don't know, this spring of 2021, Wilkie will get his doctorate in education, which I'm really proud of the work he's done to do that. But we were talking about it, and he had decided he was going to go this different direction. And as we got into it, we started talking about standards and. He just said, "Hey, we got some gems rolling. Let's roll on this. Let's let's record it." And the ten minutes prior, we're really good too. But we think this will give you a good idea of kind of where we're at. And it was too good not to make it a podcast episode. So this is episode three of season three of Value Adds Value. So we're so thankful that you're here and listening. Um, if you want to connect with us, at it's Kyle Krieger on Twitter and Instagram. And Will is at its.will.law.iii. And if you're on Twitter, just switch the dot for the under underscore. Um, but, yeah, so we wanted to share this episode with you. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope to see you again here soon.
0: Because we just dropped some jams.
1: You know, so we say we want to hold kids to a high standard. But we don't accept that the high standard looks different for everywhere else. We have these generic high standards, but then those generic high standards are different state to state, and they're different county to county, and they're different city to city.
0: So, can you even call them standards if they're? I mean, think about.
1: How can you call call it a standard? How can you call it a standard unit of measurement?
0: I know if you're talking about standard units of measure, then I know you're talking about, you're talking about inches, feet, and yards. That's the same no matter where you are. You're talking about using the metric system. You're using meters, centimeters, kilometers, decimeters. That's a standard. If I can measure ounces here, I can go anywhere in the country and measure ounces by that same standard. That's a standard. This is a 10-ounce mug. That's a standard. It's a 10-ounce mug here in California. California is not an 8.5. You know, Minnesota is not a 9.2. Texas is not a 7.3. Because they oh, we got to give effect for this. No, if it's a standard, it's a standard. But I think when we pulled out some of the things that made us standardized in education, which is good moral character, when we got away from talking about the goodness of, of being a good human being and placing that uh, an emphasis on tutoring, kid, tutoring kids and getting them to that point to where they understand who they are and how they operate before we start trying to teach them how to do stuff. You can't, and so now you're trying to standardize stuff when you really should be focusing on what's most important. And that's where we lost it. Because when they pulled out character education, they cut the funding on education and say, no, don't teach that, that's too, you're holy rollers, you, you, that's, that's too close to God. But being a good person does not have anything to do with about who you worship. Being a good person means who you who you are and how do you see yourself. But we don't wanna teach kids how to do that. We wanna teach them math, and we have these wearing you know, standards based on, well, these kids are not getting it, but we can go get teachers from over here who are getting results, who we know can get results because they want, we want to infuse them with this work ethic that we feel that these certain group of teachers have because of the programs they come from. But yet, and still, when they come into the system, it's still not a standard because the same thing you're teaching there in Minnesota, it's not the same thing that's being taught here in
2: Texas. You know, I saw a funny meme the other day that says, why aren't um, white
0: Americans called European Americans? You know what I mean? It,
1: I've yeah. I it, it,
0: again, so if we're Americans, then we're all Americans.
1: Why? Why is everyone else besides white Americans referred to as? Filipino-Americans, African-Americans,
0: Native Americans, Cuban-Americans,
1: Puerto Rican-Americans, Mexican-Americans, Japanese-Americans.
0: You know why? Watch this. Watch this. Come on, listen, educators.
2: Because you're making American the standard. You're making being an American
0: the standard. So everything else is a... um, Oh, man, what... My wife gave me show me a list made me listen to a video She didn't make me She showed me a video of this lady talking, and she said, "I'm not a i'm a, i'm I' have to read it i'm gonna get her to send me a picture watch
1: Take a picture. you know but but look looking at that you you know when you're talking about American being the standard. And if you're saying American is a standard, um, you mean white American is the standard that everyone else has to be everyone else has to be qualified and classified
0: based on that standard.
1: You know, I remember the uh, this guy, uh, the congressman from Iowa who is who is at the end of his term, Steve King, referred to people as subgroups of Americans. You know, and and for what we're talking about, and to kind of roll into this, because I think we're going to have to put this out somewhere. So we were talking about Will's dissertation, um, in which he wants to, well, you explain how the genesis of this conversation, because like you said, we should have been, we should have been recording the whole time, but let's bring it back.
0: I want to look at the evolution of education as it compares to the evolution of hip hop. Uh, understanding that the hip hop I mean the evolution of education has really been stagnant. You know, you could almost say education is kind of like, I don't even want to say bluegrass. Uh, it's more like the, our education system is the, is still in Beethoven times. You know, it's still in that Mozartian era of creation. Of, of of living and, and, and thinking when it should be light years ahead. And when we look at hip hop as an example from where it came from, you know, in the early, in the mid to mid to early eighties, you know, really some argue earlier than that, you know, but around that when it started really kind of becoming a defined, you know, because for years guys have been kind of, talking over jazz beats and kind of scatting and that's kind of the, the origin of it, you know, you know, the Bebop era, you know, you had that da 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 you know you had the calf Calloway, you know, who some people would argue was nothing but a rapper. You know, he, he was probably the Drake of his day almost. But when you think about where hip hop came in that stage to 80s to where it is now, to where it is socially so socially accepted that it is in everything that we do. There's not a, if you watch TV long enough, there's a commercial that's going to come on that's going to have a hip hop influence. If you listen to the radio long enough or listen to a podcast or do anything, you're going to hear a reference, see a reference, or or be taken to a place that hip hop is influenced. And so much so that hip hop is influenced and is accepted worldwide as the number one genre. It surpassed rock and roll. But think about, You're talking about something that had only been in existence since the 80s as a defined piece. But education has been around since the origin of this country. But hip hop has gone places and done things to unify and bring people together. You know, you go back to the, you know, you, you brought it up about the different coasts and how they do it differently, but it's all under one umbrella. And there are certain rules and parameters that every hip hop artist knows that this is how it goes. When we're in a cypher and we're passing a mic, if you're in a cypher one on the East Coast, it's going to run the same way as the one on the West Coast. It's, it, you're going to have different styles of delivery. Everybody's going to have a different cadence. Everybody's going to talk about something different. But the rules of the cypher stays the same. And because of that, it has allowed for others to come into hip hop and to adopt hip hop and to become hip hop, so much so that most really, a lot of rappers are offended by the hip hop culture because of its such large scale mass appeal. Why isn't that the same for education? You know what I mean? When you think about it, so you're telling me a group of a group of rappers, come on, let's talk NWA from, from California, can evolve in one generation from being N.W.A. to being a multimedia mogul, millionaire. You know, in Ice Cube, Dr. Dre. You know, all these others, MC Rain, who came out of this era.
1: Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg does TV shows where he cooks vegan food with Martha Stewart. With Martha Stewart.
0: Stewart. With Martha Stewart.
1: And 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 to show you how how closely it's it's influenced and and just to give the example and then i'll come back to a point about standards how many people do you think now have learned more than just what hamilton taught them in the play around the movie about american history just because of that particular play where a where where a lin-manuel miranda wouldn't necessarily be considered a hip-hop artist but he took an 800-page biography of Alexander Hamilton and put it down into a two-and-a-half-hour play in which everything is spoken, verse, or song. And, you know, the thing, and this is what we came around to, and this happened kind of right before you told me to record, and we have been recording this. But we, t- you made the point about how hip-hop has parameters. It's got standards. Mm-hmm. And we talk about everything in education is about standards. But in a country where every state does it different, there is no true standard. There is no standard for what
2: qualifies you to be a teacher. There
1: is no real effective metric for whether or not you're an effective teacher and you should get to keep your job. There is no standard for what, and and we brought it to this point because it's been driving me nuts about high expectations. And it comes back to the the American standard of high expectation.
0: (laughs) The illusion.
1: The illusion of academic supremacy and the illusion of academic excellence and what that means. But we've had kids, and this is what's been on my mind, is convincing people to understand and accept that there are some kids who them achieving their high standard is the fact that they put their butt in the seat. And there are some kids who are not achieving their high standard if they've got one comma out of place.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's no real, there's no real umbrella over the top of like like you said, to the point of character education, we can't even come to an agreement of what should be taught in our schools.
0: On the most important subject, the subject of you. Of you. Think about how fractured we are as a society because people don't know who they are. Because I teach you how to act, because I teach you certain principles, does not mean that I'm trying to proselytize you and trying to turn you into a Catholic or into a Protestant or into a Lutheran or into, or, you know, I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm trying to tell you that there are certain behaviors that across all human beings, everybody can agree on that is just flat out, right, the right thing to do. And when we take that element or we make that the background noise of what we're doing.
1: We'll do that we have- when we have time. Right. We'll do that in a 15 minutes a day after we make all these announcements. And and I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to go <laughs> political, but our president last week said that our schools are trying to radicalize and indoctrinate kids. Said that out loud and there are people that take what he says as the standard Mm
0: -hmm. and he's far from the standard especially in the space of education because again your view of education is is clearly only through the lens that you've looked through it
1: but we don't but we we don't ever share those lenses mm and there's not one lens, there, there's nothing that says this is the lens. There's no conversation about what the lens should be. And because we don't look through that lens, I was talking with some, you know, some friends this weekend. We won't look through that lens because if we look through that lens, then we have to look at our schools and the way our schools are segregated and the way our schools are funded. And then when we do that, we have to look through the lens of how housing has done this.
0: It's almost like if you have that car, once you fix one thing and you haven't done a whole lot to it, once you get that one thing fixed, it had been so used to overcompensating for so long that once you fix that one thing, now you have to fix something else and then something else. And then something else, and that process just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Why? Because if if, if you wanted to get it done right, my mechanic used to always say, "If you wanted to be done right, let me fix all of this right now." Because if I change your alternator and I don't change the, your 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 serpentine belt or your water water pump or or you know all these other things, then what's right. going to happen is it's going to start to snowball, and one's going to be drawing on it then. You got this tug of war when it should just be an easy vibration.
1: Yeah. And, and that's just like, you know, I I went back through and I did some edits of last week's podcast for our video spot and going over to YouTube and doing that stuff. And you said in there, people don't want to look in the mirror. People don't. And, you know, for some reason, I think about the um, the Wizard of Oz. There are a lot of people that are telling us not to look behind the curtain.
2: Mm -hmm. but the curtain exposes what is really there
0: because we know that what we see a lot of times is smoke and mirrors you gotta pay attention to what's moving in behind the curtain and no matter how you, what you feel, what your state is in, in society you have to understand that in order for society to be successful in, or a civilization is judged on how educated it's a, it's it's civilians are so that shows you the, the, the dependence that, that educ that that the society has on education but yet still we're dependent on it it's it's like being a junkie that don't want to pay full price for your fix.
1: well and and I look at our education system and and maybe I'm making a jump but riddle me how we're really the only country right now that is still not gotten this thing under
2: control. You know what you know what countries have? Sweden, Denmark, Singapore, Germany,
1: these countries whose educational system far surpasses ours and we have a
2: population of people who like i just can't understand how people don't believe science and those back to
0: leadership though and people and believe that, what the leadership what leadership tells them you that's know, what it boils down to and, and 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 that's any situation that's not just right now people believe what the leadership so you talk you named out some countries, I bet if we would go get sound bites and listen to what their leaders say that what you're what you're seeing present there is as evidence of the words that are coming out of
2: the mouth of their leadership
1: you know and and I just. and it makes me sad as a social studies teacher with a history specialty that we don't know our history and that we are a group of people who allow certain parts of our 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 citizenship to think that wearing a mask is tyranny like that's the what tyranny actually is and you know when it comes to leadership let me ask you this. Do you think if President Trump when this thing had started and the mass thing came out if he said, "You know what? This mass thing it's about service. It's your way of serving your country and serving the people around you." Cuz that's what Americans do. We we take care of the most vulnerable population but we have a leader that
2: preys on the weak.
1: And I just, I didn't really want to devolve in this conversation into a political conversation, but it, our educational system is to blame for the current situation along with leadership.
0: But leadership is what, the leadership or the lack thereof, is the reason because again, you know, when you think about um Arnie Duncan coming out saying that reopening schools is a local decision, not the president's. Um,
1: are you, again, are you do you mean Betsy DeVos?
0: No, Arnie Duncan just came out and just said that he just gave a um oh, I think he did an article. Uh, the former U.S. the former yeah, yeah, Secretary yeah. of Education. Yeah, uh-huh. He came out and was saying that he believes that reopening schools is not up to the president, because you know, in a response to President
1: oh, Trump's uh, okay, threat got you.
0: to um, to change schools, and you know, again, I don't know how this devolved into political. And again, I'm not a I don't believe in bashing uh, President Trump because I personally say I don't like him. I can work with anyone. Yeah and uh the only people that i can't work for i can't work for anybody who i feel number 1 doesn't listen and respect the voice of the people and number 2 someone who feels like you're the sharpest knife in the in the in the drawer and no one else can come close to you right. uh because that that makes it difficult especially when you're not and your 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 inconsistencies shows your 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 um deficiencies so many times and 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 then people ride the wave, taking everything as solid word, that that's the case and that's what it should be. And then you have those who say, even if he would have said that, you probably have a population who say, I don't want to do it just because he said do it. You know what I'm saying? You have those who, who, so you'd have it either way. But I think the best thing to do is going back to what we were saying about the things that are doing what's best. Those basic principles that, that you know are are, are what's best. If we had someone who consistently said, we're going to do what's best for the greater good of all Americans, we're going to make sure that we're in a position to to continue and to thrive, I do think that things would have been different. But it couldn't have been just at that moment. Yeah. Because at the time that the heat gets turned up, only thing that's going to boil off of it when you waft it is what you got in it. So if you've been dumping in it all the time, then just because you're spewing it now, doesn't mean I have to like the aroma. You know what I mean? So you you have to know that it started out in a a bad way under so much darkness and and covert stuff and and stuff that, that, you know, conspiracy theories and, you know, spy this and spy that. It was based on distrust. And now, it's a situation to where it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm not gonna listen to you. And then there are those, I don't care what you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it. You know, you could say, you know, everybody jump off Niagara Falls, and all of a sudden people are gonna run after there, and there's a population that'll start doing it. You know, um, and that's scary to think that that there are people who 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 give someone that much control over their mind and how they do things every day. Yeah. You know, we need government. I agree with that. Just like I tell people, we need police. I'm not for defunding police. I'm for reallocating how you train. You know, I mean I, I, I want some 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 citizen oversight in the curriculum just oh that you give to your officers just like you want to have political oversight in the curriculum that districts give to uh, curriculum districts give the kids. It's right. the exact same thing. Right. It needs to be full transparency. You know, stop the, 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 the militarization and start with the civilization. Mm. You know, and then at that point, you'll start being able to develop those relationships, taking us back to the root of this, the, the thing that hip hop did. Hip hop gave everybody a space. And because of that sense of belonging, and because of that that sense of inclusion, you have Korean kids who now can jump on a track and freestyle in English and in Korean, just as good as anybody. You know, you got kids in in Belgium and in Denmark who are flowing over beats and that are cold with it. Why? Because I've given you an environment of inclusion that we all could take a lesson from. Respect everybody's voice, let you have your style. Snoop Dogg is not mad that he doesn't rap like Ice Cube. Snoop Dogg's not mad that he doesn't rap like Jay-Z. Now again, hip hop had its rough period, you know, it had its beef, you know, the East Coast versus West Coast, the South beef, this beat. But at the end of the day, as a culture, it has advanced in the midst of all of that and still evolved into what it is right now.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You know,
0: I mean, you know, that's kind of where, like I say, my head has been there. You know, with everything been going on with my student, you know, losing two students at my school who were really close to me um, and, you know, losing two, you know, almost parental fit like figures that was in my life for, you know, both for over 15, 20 years. It puts perspective, you know, it makes you turn your mind onto a, a different perspective. Right. And I started saying, I can't write about something that I don't really know. And every time I would try to get excited about writing in this dissertation process, I struggled because I felt like I was sounding like someone else.
1: What you thought you, what you thought a doctoral candidate should sound like. Right. But not, but not, but not, not Wilkie, Wilkie V. Law.
0: Yeah, I'm not like anybody else. I'm yeah. not from here. Yeah. I'm not from here. So,
1: <laughs> you know, and um, so that's kind of
0: where I'm at, man. Like I so um, it's um. I think we're in a good place, man, even with everything. I think everybody everybody just kind of starts paying attention and doing what they know is best. Right. Um, you know, being considerate to others, doing things the way, you know, coming together as human beings know how to do. Yeah. You know, there's a scene in Yellowstone where one of the guys said, he said, man, you know, we think wolves and mountain lions uh, uh, are, are, are the dangerous species. He goes. Human beings are the meanest son of guns on this planet. We are. You know, everything else kills out of instinct to
2: survive.
1: And need.
0: And need. We kill for sport.
2: Right.
0: You know, so I think we need to shift how we how we approach things again and again. I'm not not against hunting. Um, don't send Peter after me. You know i don't don't do any of that i i, I believe in the humane um taking of any animal's life that's going to be used yep. for my
1: consumption Har- harvesting as we like to say
0: right you know that i, I believe if you do it properly do it humanely absolutely 100 percent uh but at the same time we have to rethink how we treat each other yeah you know some of the same people who will tie themselves to a tree because they don't want to cut down a forest would go out here and run and yell at somebody and call them the N-word to their face and spit on them.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, there's something wrong with that, that you treasure a tree that can grow back over a life that once you take it...
1: That's gone. All right, man. That's
0: humanities, man. That's, that's character development. That's character education. Oh, boy. I wish I could sit on a panel and have a conversation with some people in the districts and say, look, let's put the main thing the main thing. Yes, math, science, history, social studies, all of those are important. But teaching young people how to be themselves, how to love themselves and love everybody else in the process, that's what's most important. I'm with you. Because if you can't do that, man, I don't care how much you know with anything else. I don't care. Right. That's what makes kids connect with us, man. Not our, not your social study prowess, how many dates you can riddle off about. Yeah. You know the American Revolution or whatever. It's how they feel about you when they come around you.
1: Yeah. As much as I want to keep this going, Brittany just texts me that they're done with dinner, okay. so I got to run back downtown and pick them up. But is um, she at least
0: giving you a doggy bag.
1: No, I got to make my own dinner. <laughs> but uh um, I I love I love where this is going. As soon as I get back from picking her up, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add this to the Google drives to make sure that you have it because I I I think for your dissertation for another podcast i mean like the direction of what we talked about these first three episodes for the podcast is awesome so Mm -hmm. um yo everybody thanks for listening to this episode of is value if you found value in it, if it made a difference, we'd appreciate it if you'd share it, like it, subscribe to the podcast, um, and and whatever else you want to do to support us. We really appreciate you being here. So, we're excited. Next week, we're going to have an episode with Kim Crouch, who was one of the co-creators of the ELA Success Summit. Which is happening August 4th through 6th. I'm really excited to have been a part of that. so uh, be sure to tune in that next week. but again at it. i at it's Kyle Krieger uh, you can also find us at at value adds value on Instagram find us on LinkedIn. you can find us on YouTube as value adds value Facebook value adds value um, and wherever else you want but we're thrilled to be here with you and we hope you have a great week.